Well, hello, and welcome to the Pro Tips for Musicians podcast, practical advice for an impractical business. I'm your host, Jim Henry. The show is brought to you in part by donations from individual listeners, like my good pal Maria Sangiolo, Bobby Bobman Fishman at Respect Productions, Kristen Andrews from the band Dynamite, the good folks at Signature Sounds in the Parlor Room in Northampton, Massachusetts, and from Club Passim, the premier listening room in the heart of Harvard Square. Together, we've raised only a portion of what's needed to produce these shows. Please help me keep the Pro Tips podcast afloat by going to www.patreon.com slash jimhenry and join the other generous listeners in supporting this podcast. Today on the show, we have Abby Gardner. Abby is a singer, songwriter, dobro player, and a founding member of Red Molly, one of the most respected and sought-after trios in Americana music today. As part of Red Molly, Abby has toured the world from Denver to Denmark, from Australia to Austin, and recorded seven critically acclaimed CDs. As a solo artist, Abby dazzles audiences with her versatility as a singer and instrumental prowess on one of the most difficult instruments to master, the dobro. She's recorded three CDs of her own, as well as several collaborative CDs, including one with her father, Herb Gardner. Abby is incredibly talented and one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet. I'm delighted she took the time to come say hi and to share her love of music and the dobro on the Pro Tips podcast. So let's say hello to Abby Gardner. Hello, Abby Gardner. Hello, Jim Henry. <laughs> it's so fun to see you sitting here in the Ruby Tone studio. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. beautiful here. Hey, so since it's you and uh, I love playing with you, let's start this off with a tune. Awesome. Yeah? You got one here for cool. us? Yeah, why don't we play uh, Jezebel? Let's Spirit do it. of the season. Yeah. All right, here we go. One, two, three. I see that girl. With the swinging hips Midnight See, she danced him right away from me. 
Great way to start. All right, just yeah. like old times. No, I love playing with you. Yeah, you got great songs. I love playing with you. Yeah. So it's so easy. I know. <laughs> let's let's do it some more. All that rehearsal we did. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really paid off. Hey, so here we are. Here we're here to talk about pro tips today. Mm, By yes. golly, that's the that's the nature of this beast here. Yeah. I asked you a while ago which one you want to talk about, and you, without a, a second's hesitation, mm-hmm. wanted to talk about. Rhythm. Rhythm. Using the click track. Yes. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the click. The metronome. It's your friend. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is I did another one of these with Don Dixon, and he, he is like anti-click. Oh, he really? Ha- he hates to click with a passion. Huh. So I'm glad that you <laughs> have a similar perspective <laughs> as I do on this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like, you know, you could... Uh, Mostly I hear it from people who don't use a metronome until they get into a studio and then they have to use a click track and they're not used to it. And it's hard because anything you're not used to is hard. Right. Sure. That makes sense. But um, I feel like the metronome is something you should be working with all the time when you're at home practicing. I, I have a metronome app on my phone. I have something I can use on the internet in case my phone dies. I have the, you know, I just. So you do it all the time. I do all the time. Yeah. Well, first of all, you practice, which is amazing. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I practice even when I'm I'm touring. I, you know, when I'm really heavily touring, it's only a half hour a day, but it's something. And what do you, what do you practice actually? Do you practice scales or just songs or or what do you actually practice? Um, I get pretty nerdy about it actually. So uh, I'm just gonna turn this off here. Yeah, sure. So my uh, my practice routine when I'm touring. Um, it's just a condensed version of what I do when I'm not touring. So, you know, that's, that's my, my little template. I do, um, half of what I do is, uh, kind of like scale patterns and ways to get around the neck, um, picking patterns, scale patterns in different keys. Um, I do that for, I do like three different exercises, five minutes each to a metronome. Wow. (laughs) And I'm trying to to build my speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really, I want to, I want to be awesome. You know, I don't want to just be good. I want to be awesome. And I want to, I don't want my fingers to get in the way of playing the stuff I hear. You know, I want to just be able to play all that stuff that it's rattling around up there. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's uh, a good discipline to have to practice Mm -hmm. and to practice with the metronome. So do you always practice with the metronome? Um, most of the time. Yeah. Unless there's some, some oddity that happens, but (laughs) Um, specifically the metronome, 
that I like the most is um, anyone that you can you can set to do like a rhythm trainer kind of thing where you set it to um, go off after a certain number of measures. So it'll be on for like three measures and then it'll go off for a measure and come right back in with perfect time, of course, because it's <laughs> the best drummer ever. Yeah. Um, but you have to carry the, the rhythm along in that missing measure. So you're still playing the music or the exercise or whatever it is. Right. And uh, you start to internalize the rhythm in a way that doesn't happen if you don't move away from the metronome briefly. Right. Yeah. Do you have that app on your phone right now? I do. Can we have a little demonstration? Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing to do that? Let me get my phone. Okay. Hold on. So she has she has her phone now balanced on her uh, Dobro, which is sitting in her lap. The beauty of the Dobro, you could put things on it. Let's it's uh, like a table. Let's give us a little demo, and then maybe I'll try it too and see how my timing is. Yeah. So I don't know if that's loud enough. I'll make Here, it maybe I'll hold it over on this microphone. All right. Can I get into it. Yeah, I did it. So I'm going with a kind of slower tempo, but I can feel myself wavering a little bit with some of it. I think you're off. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, I got off a little <laughs> well, bit. Well, that's tricky. It is. It's right, a little can I try tricky. That? Yeah. Can you hold that for me. <laughs> totally. And this is kind of a slow tempo, so it's you know, there's a little more space between the. Uh, you really have to concentrate. The beats there. Sorry. <laughs> right. Tell me when. Uh, let's see. Well, give me a temp. Let's see. What? I'll do the same thing. All right. All right. All right. This is. Here we go. We're setting it at 64, so okay. there's a lot of space between there. <laughs> the slow tempos are harder. I know. It's true. All right. Speeding up a little bit. Yeah, see, huh. but then you start to know your tendencies, like, oh, okay, I'm speeding up, oh, I'm slowing down, all right, you know, and and you, it's it's almost like biofeedback, you know, you start right. you start steering yourself back towards the beat, and it gets easier and easier. After a while, I don't even hear it. Right. Well, anymore. that's yeah, that's if you're doing it right, the, mm -hmm. the click disappears. We were talking about that before. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. I use I don't I don't practice much to a click. I probably should. I don't know if mm -hmm. I should admit that I don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. Yeah. But I like playing with one in the studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like if you the thing is, um, it can it can turn from something that is is stressful in a studio because you're not used to it right. into something that's your friend. Like, okay, I'm always practicing with this. I know the sound of this thing. I I can rely on it. You know, it becomes like you know, you got to date it for a while. Right. You can't just like <laughs> jump right into the studio with it. You got to right. like be friends with it. And then when you get in the, in the studio, that's your friend that's been with you in all those early morning practice sessions and all the, you know, and then you can just, it's something to relax into. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's, uh, it's definitely, it, it, the click is your friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting. Some people, 
like Don Dixon, uh, who is not an advocate of the clique, he's, he thinks that his feeling is that it, it kills the vibe, mm. right? it kills the groove. Like it's, and but he was talking more in terms of a band, you know. Yeah. Like if a whole band that's used to playing together as a band mm-hmm. uses a click, it can it can sometimes sound a little stiff. Yeah. A little stiff. Yeah, there's like an amoeba thing that happens in a band that you become this organism that will speed up and slow down in certain parts, and right. yeah, I I totally get that. <laughs> but um, I'm playing solo most of the time right. now, and. What this does for me is that I can set up this rhythm that everybody kind of feels in the room, and then I can go off and take a solo. Otherwise, if there's no rhythm that's somewhere, if I'm not playing the rhythm, I can't, you know, right. nobody's playing it. Right. And well, then if I, and if I break off to do a solo, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same groove, you know? It's not there. And uh, I basically, I learned that from um, Janice Ian from watching her, not talking to her, but just watching her. Right. When she would play, you know, ugh, just, you know, badass guitar and singing, and then she would step to the side and play this beautiful solo that was, like, not that complicated even, but there was a lot of space in it, and everyone could still feel the rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so gutsy, <laughs> you know, that she could just do that and just trust that it's still, the song is still going. Right. Yeah. Well, you know who else is good at that is Sean Colvin. Is mm. really her rhythm playing is so great strong. Great rhythm, yeah. And she doesn't play a lot of leads, but her rhythm is such that she can, you know, she sets up a groove and you can totally feel it. Mm-hmm. And so then she can play with the rhythm a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, well, do you have? Can we have an example of that? Do you think you could <laughs> think you could do it on the spot? I think so. Let's, I mean, uh, let's see. Um, I won't watch. I'll just look the other way. So I don't, I don't want you to get nervous because <laughs> I'm watching. No. Oh, actually, yeah. The, um, this song that I just put out a video of, um, it's called Afraid of Love. And it's kind of groovy, like, um, you know, when I play it with, with the bass player, mm-hmm. with my favorite bass player, yeah. his part is like... <laughs> sing over that but you know when i want to go do a solo i can't keep up that bass line right while i'm soloing especially not with a slide right because it that would take up too much so when i uh when i break off to do a solo let me just do this Still Hopefully. There. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not hearing anything below it, but you feel it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you set it up so well. Mm-hmm. And you're playing in time. <laughs> yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. Let's get geeky for a second about uh Great. about Dobros, even though that's not a pro tip. Dobro. <laughs> it is for some people. So we were talking about uh is it, what kind of bar are you using there? Um, this one's made by Paul Beard and uh it's it's called a shorty. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, really short. It's about three quarters of the length of a regular bar. I know. It's like a little toy. Uh-huh. Um, is I that because you have small hands? I have small hands, uh-huh. yeah. And I it fits so well in my hand. Um, and it gives me a little bit of extra finger on the far side of it right. so that I can mute my top strings if I need to. Um, you know, if I want to play a chord that's not specifically minor or major. 
right. I can mute, I could pull my bar back towards me a little bit and just, you don't hear those top strings because I'm muting it with my finger there. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Or I can, you know, I could pull it back even more and have it open if I want like the uh, C, C2 kind of chord. So let's, uh, this is, because uh, I'm sure everyone's dying to know uh, all the ins and outs of the Dobro. <laughs> that one guy. Yeah, right. There's one guy. Well, I'm, I'm interested in this. I play a little Dobro and it's, yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, it's a tricky instrument. Yeah. Because it's a guitar, but it's not tuned. It's almost tuned like a banjo almost. And it's, uh, yeah. it's tough to play a rhythm on it, uh-huh. you know, or sustain a rhythm on it. Right. And it's hard to play minor chords on it mm-hmm. uh, because it's tuned to a major chord give that a strum there yeah you have unlike guitar you have two major thirds right so it's so yeah, it so really even when you just strum it it you know it, that's a lot of major thirds yeah. no it's definitely a strum. major chord yeah there. so how what how do you deal with that <laughs> do you have a particular strategy for minor chords or um yeah i guess it it does depend where uh, like what key I'm in, because mm-hmm. there are some minor chords that you can get full. Like uh, you can get an E minor chord by fretting that E using open strings and combination. Um, or you can just, you know, go one fret back on that middle string. So. Right. Yeah, but you have to sort of play, you have to play the, the minor note by itself. Yeah, Kinda, by yeah. itself or three frets up if you go. Right. I do those same things too. Yeah, those things. <laughs> you know, you figure out the tricks. Right. Um, in that song I was playing before, it's the, the song's in C, and there's, an, there's a part where it goes F to F, ma- F minor. So, so I do a slant. Yeah, you're slanting the bar. Yeah, just to get that, like, there's like three, one, and then... Minor third one. Yeah. So there's all sorts of things like that you can do. And then there's songs where I just, I really don't play a full chord. There's a song, um, uh, When It's All Wrong. I'm only right when it's all wrong. It's an mm-hmm. A minor. It's got A minor, F minor, and E7. <laughs> so on the dobro, it's kind of a minefield. <laughs> but I, I mostly play bass notes. I right. pretend I'm a bass player. my A minor and here's my F minor. And then finally I get to that E7, I can relax for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I yeah. go to a different kind of arrangement style depending on what, what key I'm in. Hi folks, sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get back to Abby in just a second. As most of you know, I'm a one-man operation. In order for me to continue producing shows for you to enjoy, I really need your help. Please visit www.patreon.com slash jimhenry and make a contribution today. You'll feel good, I promise. Now let's get back to the conversation with Abby. Yeah, so you, I mentioned this in the, in the introduction, but you, yeah. you play a lot of solo shows, mm-hmm. just you and the Dobro. Yeah. Which is, you know, we were... Uh, I've mentioned this before. It takes some chutzpah. Yes, chutzpah. <laughs> to do that. And so th- we're talking about some of the techniques you use to, mm-hmm. to be able to pull that off. Yeah, a lot of arrangement stuff. I try to keep it keep it simple. You know, I'm I'm not a flashy player even when I have the room to do that. So uh-huh. 
So I just try to keep it simple and try to remember, you know, people are here to hear the voice. Right. And then, you know, when it's the Dobro's time to step out, I can do that and try to remember the the cool things that the Dobro can do, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes using that to my advantage instead, you know, because it's not a guitar. So you also play with the super group Red Molly. Oh, <laughs> super group. That's great. We're and like you, Kale now. <laughs> and you play Dobro with them, obviously. Yep. So mm-hmm. what is that? You have sort of a different approach with that because they you have uh, guitar and bass usually going yeah, on? Yeah, now we have um, a rhythm section. So we have like... Oh, yeah, uh, the boys. You're bringing uh, the boys along. Yeah, the boys join the band. So we have drums, uh, light, light drum, more like percussion. Uh-huh. And... Um, and bass. So now I'm I'm not so responsible for the rhythm yeah. anymore. I used to be. I ca- I kind of, you know, was did a lot of chopping and a lot of rhythmic stuff in the band. But now I'm I'm trying to, I'm kind of going backwards and trying to learn how to play like a dobro player and play more fills and mm-hmm. play. You know, like <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. so used to playing and singing at the same time that now I'm trying to separate it a little bit. So is it a somewhat? It's a relief not to have to play uh, so much rhythm. Um. It's hard to. It's a hard thing for my brain to wrap around, actually. Right. So you have to to separate. Yeah, the the solo brain from the from the group brain. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. It's really it's an interesting switch in my head. But it's it is really nice, especially if there's a song where I'm just like, oh, I don't want to. I don't even want to sing that song. Like you sing it so I can play. Yeah, right. I want to, you know, uh, I've always been kind of a band geek. So I'm just like, yeah, I want to be with the, the band guys in the back. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to get too geeky on the, on the uh, Dobro, but no, I'm interested. I think this is the place to do it. Yeah, I guess, even though it's, I mean, it's called Pro Tips. I guess this is Pro Dobro Tips. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I get people asking me all the time about, you know, oh, how do how does this work? How does the bar work? And, you know, do you ever have the strings touch the the neck of the right. guitar? And <laughs> all sorts of people ask me, even if they're not interested in playing it. Right. Well, it's it's a it's, it's unusual. A cool, it's an unusual instrument, and uh, yeah. it's got a unique voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in terms of playing rhythm, I, I mean, I don't do a lot of. Uh, you know that kind Just of chopping, yeah. chopping like you would on the guitar. Mm-hmm. I tend to do a lot more of the like the roll kind of yeah, patterns. Yeah, just kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. Like is that the that's the sort of stuff that you end up doing with Red Molly more? Is the um, I I tend to do a lot of single note fills like uh-huh. right. So you kind of don't bother you don't bother with the rhythm. Well, no, I As still, I, it's so hard for me not to play rhythm um, that, you know, I will sometimes just strum a pretty chord or, you know, fatten up the sound of that guitar. Right, right. Um, and a while ago I got, I got into the habit of just muting my thirds. Like here's an open G chord, but I mute both of the third, right. third strings because, I'm sorry, the third note. Um, just because it's that sounds more solid and pretty to me than right, which just yeah, sounds the B, like the B junky. sort of sticks out. Yeah, so I do that a lot. I I still do a lot of rhythm. Right. I'll do like a a bass note and a, and a chop. Right. Um, and I learned a lot of rhythmic stuff from Rob Ikes. can 
like boost the rhythm. You know, the rhythm is going the whole time with the guitar and the bass and everything. But when you add that dobra on top of it, it can just bring it to another right level. Fills it out. Yeah. Fills it out. Yeah, exactly. And it's so for me, it's so connected with my singing that it's mm -hmm. it's hard not to. <laughs> well, it's hard. Um, there's a real temptation to uh, for people, especially beginner players, to uh, to play all the time. Mm -hmm. And especially on instruments like, uh, you know, a violin or a horn or something that yeah. are mostly you don't want to be playing those things unless it's it's time to play those things. <laughs> right, right. And a lot of times you don't, you know, you just come in for little fills once in a while. But I think the temptation is to play all the time because mm -hmm. you have an instrument in your hand. Right. So it's hard to, but what you're able to do is, you know, you, you figure out what else is going on and figure out how to uh, supplement that, mm -hmm. how to make it sound a little, you know, you're, yeah. you're, you're reinforcing that stuff rather than calling attention to what you're doing all the time. Right, right. Especially in Red Molly, the, the attention should be on the vocals, the right. harmonies. And there are certain songs that I don't play until maybe the second verse, and it's really just, right. you know, the one note. Right. And that's it. Because that's what the song needs right then. Right. Right. Right, exactly. I'm not paid per note, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been accused of being a tasteful player. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I, I'm like, well, no, I can do it. <laughs> like, I take that as the other way. I take it as an insult sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, I can, I can play notes. I could play more. I could. I just don't. <laughs> It is yeah. Craig. Uh, so your husband Craig plays bass mm -hmm. in Roosevelt Dime and with Red Molly yeah. these days. Yeah. Does he practice with a metronome? He does. Yeah. Yeah. As amazing as he is, I mean, uh, I don't know if your listeners have heard him before, but he can he can just he's play a, the pants off. Yeah, of he's anything. a versatile player. Yeah. yeah. It, from jazz to swing to he can even play some like bebop stuff and mm -hmm. and he loves even just bluegrass. He'll he'll sit there and play one five. One, five, like this. Right. At home to a metronome. Just and to just, practice. Just to get into it and solid on on that. And yeah. you can do that for an hour and not be bored. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> he's I a simple guy. <laughs> he just likes bringing it back to the basics, you uh -huh. know? Well, bass, basics, makes That's perfect true. sense. Yeah. It's true. you got to have a foundation. Well, the bass player, especially the upright bass player, is often... Uh, the drummer too mm -hmm. in situations. So yeah. you know his his timing needs to be impeccable. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Driving the bus. Exactly. <laughs> Driving the boat. Hey, so you also play some gigs with your dad. I do. Right, you just did one last night. We were talking mm -hmm. about. Uh, and I do some gigs with my daughter, and I spend the whole time just trying not to cry. <laughs> Because I love it so much. Does he, right. Is he, is he past that now? <laughs> he, I don't know. If anything, I think it's getting worse. <laughs> oh, really? He just gets all... He, it's emotional. It's I mean, very, really it's nice. Very emotional. Yeah. yeah, there's a sentimenta, sentimentality that comes out when you when it's a father-daughter Oh, yeah. Thing. I mean, we're so proud of our daughters to be, mm -hmm. you know, because they're so talented. And it's like, it just Aww. makes your heart swell. Yeah. yeah. And we're, you know, as daughters, we're so tickled to... Be able to, I've watched my dad go off to gigs my whole life, uh -huh. you know, and just amazed at what he can do. So to be up there, you know, doing that with him and have him proud of what I'm doing in a different style of music mostly, but... That's pretty special. Yeah, yeah. And the audience seems to, to like it too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. something, something 
warm and fuzzy and satisfying about it. <laughs> they can feel it. And yeah. it's, you know, I grew up in a New England family, so, you know, we don't talk about big, deep stuff that often. <laughs> so when we play music together, there's this conversation that is, is emotional, but without words. Mm-hmm. So I think some, sometimes the audience can clue into that and see how special it is for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a couple other things I wanted to ask you about. You do a lot of solo stuff, but you oftentimes will have, or you have in the past, you've hired side guys, mm-hmm. right, to, to play the guitar. Right. Uh, me included. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes. Exactly. And you also, now you have side guys with the, with the Red Molly. Mm-hmm. Did that take some getting used to? Like having to just professionally and business-wise having to deal with people like that? When I, I know when I hire side guys, you mm-hmm. know I feel a different um, uh, a different sense of responsibility for the gig. Uh, I feel like right. I'm paying attention to them. I want to make sure I handle them in a professional way, and you know pay them right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, because I came up with my dad was always a side guy, right? So I was so comfortable with the concept, the concept, yeah. and uh-huh. also like. Make sure they get fed, you know, like right. the things that he always came back from a gig saying, oh, yeah, they fed us this and they treated us great. They gave us a green room and, you know, it was this much this time, but I think I'm going to get on the recording, right. you know, when that comes around or I'll get a steady gig out of it. Or I, I came up so much in the background of, of side guys, right. you know, and Craig also is hired as a side guy so much right. that I, my only thing is I always wish I could pay them more. Right. Well, it goes without saying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing. And yeah, I've always felt like, um, I hung out with the guys in the band, you know, (laughs) or I was one of the guys in the band. So it's really comfortable for me. Right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I hadn't, I didn't think about that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I know, and I know that some people, uh, who might be listening to this, uh, Mm -hmm. don't hire side guys that much Yeah. or, or, and so not sure what the protocol is or, um, but, you know, if you feed them, that's, you're off to a good start. <laughs> right. You get, I mean, I feel like when you reach out to somebody for a side gig, you really, there should be a little, a little booklet on this, like how to right. do it. Tell them the date, the time. Tell them how much you can pay them. Right. And do that, All at once. And do that up front. Do that up front. Don't, don't make them ask. Don't say, hey, are you available on this date and leave it at that. Yeah. Don't ever do I that. I like, you know, give them the basic info. Then they can politely decline if it's not enough for them or if the date doesn't work. But having all the information up front is really good. Right. And, uh, you know, just be honest with them about how much you can pay and try to be fair about it and giving them the address. Don't give them miscellaneous information about whose birthday party it is that you're playing for. Just tell them the time that, you know, give them the music up front. That's great too. Yeah. Charts if you have them. Charts if you have them. Yeah. Keys. Know what keys your songs are in. Know what keys your songs are in. And when you send stuff, send it all together rather than one at a time. And not just like a Spotify link. Right. (laughs) Kids, come on. (laughs) If it's that, you got to put together a playlist of all of it together in one place. Yeah, I mean, the point is, you, if you send all that stuff separately or it's hard to corral all that stuff, then there's the, the people you're hiring for not much money are having to spend an extra hour trying to get that stuff together so they can exactly. learn it. So if you, you put in the work as the person who's hiring mm-hmm. them, yeah. everybody's happy. Yeah, make it so that they want to be hired again. Right. 
Another thing that happens on these Pro Tips podcasts is there's a little game that we play. Ooh, a game. <laughs> it's called the either-or game. Hmm. I'm going to give you two sets of words. Okay. Or, or phrase, and you have to pick one, like you have to deal with it for the rest of your life. Oh, man. Okay. Some people, some people struggle with some of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I can't wait. Are you ready? Yeah, I, some are I easy, don't know. some are hard. All right. Okay. And they're different for everybody. Okay. For white or black. Black. Rest of your life. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's email or text. Oh, text? Hmm. Oh, I think I messed up already. <laughs> it depends. Well, there's no wrong answers here, so. I know. Maybe email. Oh, I hate email. I know. Well, it's going to get worse, so. Oh, no. Okay. What, what Do, email? Can I say neither? Postcard? You got to pick one. <laughs> postcard. <laughs> I wish we just used postcards. Um, I, all right, email. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's nobody's, nobody's going to die if you pick the wrong one or. That's yeah, true. So. You're right. Uh, dog or cat? Dog. <laughs> All of the dogs. Uh, window or aisle? Aisle. Bourbon or scotch? Mm. Which one is whiskey? <laughs> the They're first actually one? both whiskey. <laughs> yeah. So my answer What's, is... Why I'm laughing is I forget I, I had uh, some somebody else ask the exact same question. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so my answer is yes. Okay. Uh, beer or wine? Wine. Wine. Uh, G-tuning or D-tuning? Oh, Dobro-specific. Yes. God, I've, been, I've had so much fun with both of them recently. Yeah. And E-tuning. So well, you have to pick multiple one, though. choice. I guess G-tuning. I'll be a purist. Um, rhythm section or no rhythm section? Rest of your life. Whoa. Rest of my life. I know. <sighs> um. <sighs> That's so hard. <laughs> wow. <sighs> the rest of my life, I I would have to have a rhythm section the rest of my yeah, life? Yeah, you'd have to have them. See, no, I want to be the rhythm section, so no. So you're going to go no rhythm section? I'm going to go no, but okay. I, I want to be the rhythm section, so it's sort of yes. It's just I'm going <laughs> to, it's going to be in my, my own head. Uh, uh, acoustic or electric? Acoustic. Theater or Club. Club. Festival or concert? Hmm. Concert. Cooking dinner or dinner dishes? Cooking dinner. Yes. Uh, a jam situation or a performance? Rest of your life. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's a hard one, too. Jams can be fun or torture. Mm-hmm. Let's assume it's a good jam. Yeah. Good jam. Well, performance. Yeah? Yeah. God, that's hard, though. Yeah, this is tough. Uh, uh, Jerry Douglas or Cindy Cash Dollar? No, you can't make me choose that. <laughs> no, I can't choose. You, you know, you I don't have Cindy. to answer. Cindy's amazing. She's taught. Well, me they're so, both amazing. She's taught me some. I but I know Cindy pretty well. And I don't really know Jerry, but I love his playing too. No, I I don't know. I don't think I, I can can't answer that one. one. I don't Un, think it's I can. unanswerable. I don't think I'm contractually <laughs> allowed to answer that one. And the last one is Beatles or Stones. Ugh, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, huh? You're not yep, gonna answer that one. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it made your your poll difficult. 
Uh, oh, man, that was stressful. You okay? Yeah, I think I'm good. You're going to recover? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you have any more points or tips for the for our listeners about anything or about uh, using a metronome, yeah, then we can wrap this um, up. I guess I would tell them that when you first start working with a metronome, it is frustrating, but it gets better. So yeah. just keep working at it. Okay, I will. Yeah, just keep, <laughs> just keep practicing. Anytime I meet a little kid at a at a show and they're like, "I play whatever," fill in the blank. I play the ukulele. I'm like, great, keep practicing. <laughs> you know, because yeah. that's that's where the good stuff is. That's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Abby Gardner. Thanks, Jim Henry. For being a, for coming to my house and for being a guest on the Pro Tips. Yeah, thanks for having me. What do you say we play a tune that we'll use for the outro music? That sounds great. Let's do some double dobros on this one. Uh, this is one that I wrote uh, called Many Things, but it's called <laughs> Today It Shall Be Called <laughs> uh, The Second Child. So I'll kick it off. Listening to the Pro Tips for Musicians podcast, practical advice for an impractical business. To find out more about what Abby is up to, visit her online at abbygardner.com. If you enjoyed this show, please consider becoming a supporter. Visit www.patreon.com slash Jim Henry. There you'll find information on how to contribute, along with a great selection of rewards that are only available to supporters. Thanks for listening. Thank you.